0: that I haven't seen a customer for weeks did you come in for a pie, don't forgive me if a little vague. what was that forgive the theater kid in me but you can't hear this story and not think about Sweeney Todd although Sweeney Todd tends to live rent free in my head most of the time anyway Leonardo Cianciulli may not have teamed up with a pie maker or a sadistic barber but I still think a musical about her might be kind of interesting There's a lot of Italian in this one, so I'll just apologize in advance for assuming everything sounds like Tony Soprano is saying it. Leonardo Ciancioli was born in 1893. And while it isn't in most of the stuff I found, I did find one piece that said she was conceived of rape, and her mother, Amelia, was forced to marry her rapist because patriarchy. She was emotionally neglected as a child and tried to end her life twice before she was even 20. In 1917, she married an office clerk named Raphael Pansardi, which her mother did not approve of. As a result, Leonardo was convinced that her mother had placed a curse on the couple. Amelia, an asshole rapist dad, that's his given name, had arranged a marriage. Again, fuck the patriarchy. So when she ran off with Raphael, I guess that would have pissed Amelia off enough to curse her own daughter. Then again, maybe she really was cursed. She visited a fortune teller who told her that she would marry and have children, but all of them would die young. Which, I mean, I guess if you're a real fortune teller, you just tell what you see. But when my mom saw a fortune teller when she was pregnant with me, all she got was that I wouldn't be just like my mom or just like my dad, but a blend of their strongest qualities, which kind of turned out to be true. A little whack when you think about my stubborn, short-tempered mom and my emotional poet dad, but, you know, duality. Leonarda also saw a palm reader who said that in one hand, she saw prison, and in the other, a criminal asylum. Great. Good times ahead for Leonarda, according to fortune tellers. The prison thing could have come early. She was arrested and imprisoned in 1927 for fraud, although I'm not sure how long she was in prison for. Whenever she got out, they moved to La Sedonia Avellino. Hey, isn't that where Tony Soprano is from? I've never actually watched The Sopranos. I only know whatever I overhear when my husband is watching it. Leonardo's home was destroyed by a 6.6 magnitude earthquake in 1930. She's honestly lucky that she didn't die or get severely injured. I fell down a rabbit hole reading about this earthquake. And anyway, it was bad. The family finally settled in Correggio, where Leonardo opened a small shop and was well-respected and liked in the town, as serial killers often are. I should mention that the family consisted of Leonardo, her husband, and four children, the only four of the 17 pregnancies to survive. Three were miscarriages, and ten were brought to term but died incredibly young, probably in infancy. So let's talk about her superstition for a second. As someone who has been pregnant once and was fortunate enough to have that baby, who is now two, pregnancy already is no fucking joke. I can't imagine the anxiety and depression someone must feel after having a miscarriage. Leonardo had three. And then to have ten children die in infancy? The emotional and mental load of that must be enormous, Let's be clear what she did was hugely fucked up and inexcusable, but let's also be clear that nowadays, medication and proper therapy may have prevented a lot of this. In 1939, maybe her only salvation was superstition. Her oldest son, Giuseppe, decided to join the Italian army to fight in World War II. Leonardo was obviously desperate to keep her son safe, and so resorted to human sacrifice. No idea where that idea came from, given that the dominant religion at the time, Roman Catholicism, forbids human sacrifice. Leonardo worked part-time as a fortune teller. Again, no idea why, given her previous experiences with fortune tellers who basically told her she was completely fucked. She ended up finding all three of her victims through her fortune telling. The first was a woman named Faustina Setti. Faustina was 73 and had never married. Everything describes her as a spinster, which, like, I don't know, just fuck that word. It feels icky. Faustina had come to Leonardo, hoping for help in finding a husband. Leonarda told her that she would help set her up with someone and instructed Faustina to write letters to all of her family saying that she was visiting this potential husband abroad. If anyone gets any message from me saying I'm leaving to go visit someone abroad and I don't give any details, please alert the authorities because I have been taken over by a pod person or been brainwashed by a serial killer, I guess. Leonardo offered Faustina some wine, and the next thing poor Faustina knew, she was being bludgeoned with an axe. There are direct quotes from a book that Leonardo wrote, in which she tells us exactly what she did with Faustina's body. Quote, I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, and stirred the whole mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin... I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine, kneading all the ingredients together. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit, though Giuseppe and I also ate them. Cue me fucking screaming. She fed her son human tea cakes cakes made from human blood. Leonardo also took Faustina's life savings. 30,000 Italian lire. Lira? I don't know. I'm not well-versed in foreign currency. Anyway, that's about 300 current American dollars. That's her life savings. She swindled this poor lady into thinking she was going to get her a husband and not only murdered her and ate her, but took this literal poverty-stricken woman's life savings. Her next victim was Francesca Suave. I'm sorry, I'm probably doing a like exaggerated Italian accent. I'm already doing the hand. You can't see it, obviously, but I'm doing the Italian hand thing. Um, but I can't help it. Saying Suave like that is just so satisfying. She did almost the same hustle that she did with Faustina, except this time she told Francesca she had arranged a teaching job for her abroad. Francesca wrote the letters, drank the drugged wine, and got murdered with an axe and turned into tea cakes. Leonardo's third victim, Virginia Cacciopo, would be her last. Virginia was a famous opera singer, and Leonardo had promised her that she had found her a job with an impresario in Florence. Of course, Virginia took her up on it. She, too, was given spiked wine and bludgeoned with an axe. The difference with this one was that Virginia was turned into soap. Quote, she ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. Cue me screaming, again. That woman was really sweet? Jesus, that's the most fucking terrifying thing ever. Not that serial killers aren't all terrifying, but that's just, I don't know, grosser than most, maybe? Virginia's sister-in-law didn't believe a fucking word of her letters, and actually knew that the last time she was seen, she was going to Leonardo's. She went to the police, who went to interrogate Leonardo. She confessed to nothing until they started to shift the blame to Giuseppe. That made her talk. She confessed to everything, and her trial only lasted three days. She was sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum, So I guess that fortune teller was right after all. Leonardo died of a cerebral apoplexy in 1970 while still in the asylum at 79 years old. I'm amazed I didn't know about this part as a theater nerd, but there was a Broadway play produced about Leonardo in the 80s. It was called Love and Magic in Mama's Kitchen, and I desperately want to see it. So that's the story of the Italian Sweeney Todd, Leonardo Cianciulli. Maybe knowing this story is the reason I prefer liquid soap over bars. Next week, by request from my friend Nicole, I'll get to know more about The Mothman. I'll be honest, I've basically just seen the movie, and I know the most minimal basics about The Mothman, so I'm actually really excited to research this one. You can find me on Facebook at The Creepiest Sleepover, On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at TCS underscore pod. Theme music provided by Chris at Half Cab Studios. See you next week. Sleep tight.